Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this magically mild Monday, can I say. What a difference a week makes. Wow, it's like uh, continental temperatures in Ireland today. Just looked at the clock early this morning, it was 10 degrees. Last week was minus five some mornings when I was out early. What a swing in temperatures. It's welcome, but it's going to be dull for the week. We won't see much of the sun, but sure, look, at it's Ireland, isn't it? It's January, you can't have everything. Hope you had a nice week. And we're going to kick off the week on late lunch with something we're doing each Monday. We call it Monday's Misplaced Nunciations on Late Lunch. What is this about? Well, we're picking places in Louth and Meath, our catchment area, that when you look at the name, it's actually pronounced different to the spelling. Okay? I think you get the gist of it. Last week it was Mullery. Malera is the right pronunciation. It's spelt Mullery, but it is Malera. So today, Louise, we've gone to the Royal County. Will I spell it out? For th- I'll spell it out, Louise. And mm-hmm. then you can just sort of tell them where the place is so they get a context geographically where it actually sits. So today's word, we want you to pronounce this. OK, we want you. Can you pronounce this place name properly in County Mead? I'm going to spell it. It's G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. I'll say it again. G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. How do you pronounce that place? It's in County Meath. Voice message us. WhatsApp us with a voiceer, please, to 086-1800-658. That's 086-1800-658. How do you say or pronounce the place? G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. Now, Louise, where is it? Where is it? It's in County Meath. Where is it near? It's um, not too far away from Bormean. Okay. So. (laughs) It's not a very big place. Right. About a kilometre long, I think. Um, But it is a place and there is a a business there. And um, yeah, it's, it's. Mm, yeah, it's it's between, I suppose, the Kells Road and Borming. OK, the voices are coming in already. Come on, keep them coming to us. How do you pronounce this? G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. Once more, G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. It's our Monday misplaced enunciation this Monday in County Mead. Come on, keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658. By WhatsApp, voice message us as soon as you can and we'll come back to it a little later on in the show. I do promise you I'm delighted to say hello to a returning guest to late lunch. I actually love it when I speak to her because she's a woman after my own heart. She's been over two decades involved in environmental matters and she's advised many people, many organisations and she's the founder of Eco-Conscious Living and we're going to talk decluttering again. It's timely. Paula Butler, hello again. Hi, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for taking our call on the show today. Paula, does it just get worse every year with people? I know, like, we bang the drum out. You're at this all the time. And, you know, you've said it in the past. We have way too many clothes, more things and stuff in our houses than we could ever need. Has Is the message dropping at all? The penny getting through, no? I think people are um, much more conscious now when they're buying things. Um I think it's just difficult. I mean, you know, we watch all these um, videos and there's lots of stuff on Netflix um, decluttering your house and it can make it look like it's easy to do, but actually it's difficult to do because it brings up lots of emotions and requires quite a bit of energy to actually get motivated to declutter a part of your house. And then as you get rid of, getting rid of everything, 
you're dealing with all the kind of decisions you have to make and where will I send it and who will I give it to and, and then the guilt of how much it costs and you know, it's not an easy thing to disclosure and it brings up a lot of things for people so I think we tend to avoid it and then it just gets worse and worse. Is it something that's innate within us, you know, to be, you know, we're hunter-gatherers years and years ago. That It's just something that, I was talking, I was out and about shopping in the uh, local bakery the weekend, the young girl there was talking about online, and she says, if I could just stop, if I could stop buying, it would be the dream. And, you know, people are just, is that a symptom of the, how easy it is to purchase today? that probably is a part of it that it is part of our our makeup but also I think the advertisers are experts at this and they're like you know they're appealing to our you know sense of self and oh what if you get this new phone you know and this is the best and and, you know know, everything making things look tired and old and encouraging people to buy and we're all prone to that and you have to really be very conscious of it and you can do things like um just unsubscribing. So the temptation is not all the time coming into your your inbox of like, you know, a sale on here and a new item here and um, those shoes, but in a different color. And Because when you see it coming in, it is very tempting, you know, and I think that's part of it is that the advertisers are experts at making us want more stuff. Mm. And I think you have to try and help yourself by eliminating some of that temptation and maybe just, we, I know we've talked about this before, just pausing bef- before you buy. Yeah. Because often you'll see an ad and you think, oh, that looks, you know, they look like a lovely, nice pair of shoes or, you know, um, another gadget for the house. But often if you just leave it in, the, in, in your um, shopping basket and come back the next day or 24 hours later, and, the, you know, that initial urge might have just dwindled a bit and you can go, actually, you know, I really don't need it. Um, so that ability to just maybe... Um, pause before you buy, I think will save us all from a lot of mistakes. Mm. The other thing with, with clutter and decluttering, I, I mentioned this that we were, uh, to somebody else we were talking about this today and he was telling me that a family member bought a new shed right to store gardening equipment and outdoor stuff but he wasn't home for a few days but the lady in the house decided to avail of the new shed <laughs> and when he arrived home, Paula he couldn't get in the door with the clutter with what she'd moved out from the main house and into the shed. You know what I'm talking about? Stuffing it up in the attic, moving it out of sight. How do we get around that and say to people, she's going to leave it lying there forevermore? Absolutely. And the problem is, is out of sight is out of mind. And often what you're really just doing is just not making the hard decision to let something go. And you have to face up to the fact that, look, I made a mistake when I bought this gadget for example we've all bought gadgets for the kitchen thinking oh I'll, I'll you know make bread every day next year and you just have to face up to the fact that you're not going to do it and you have to make that hard decision and you know if you actually take that decision move it out of your house and maybe sell it on done deal or somewhere like that and actually get a bit of money back you'll feel really good about yourself but we put off making that hard decision and we you know put things away in a cupboard or something and just put out of sight is out of mind. But actually, in the end of the day, that still weighs on you slightly, you know, and you're, every time you think about that cupboard, you're like, I'm not going near that cupboard because it's full of stuff that I actually know I need to get rid of. But it's trying to make yourself just make a decision. Um, and I think it's, it's just difficult. And what the strategy I use is to just do it little and often. Instead of building it up to be a huge, big, a weekend of decluttering or a whole morning of decluttering, I tend to attack like the junk drawer. I'd have a little look at it literally for five minutes as the kettle is boiling and I'll take a few things out and, you know, either put them in the recycling or give them to my sister or somebody else who might need another wooden spoon or whatever it might be. But I think doing little and often is a good way to kind of keep on top of the clutter. Mm. Um, and just, you know, in the first place, don't buy, you know, really think before you buy stuff and make sure you need it. Otherwise, something you buy today is just going to be next week's clutter problem. <laughs> Paula, I have to say, bread maker for sale. Contact Jerry Kelly, care of LMFM Radio. Only used twice. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, but we're all guilty of that. You know, yeah. Intentions. And we buy things for the for the me that we hope we're going to be. And, you know, New Year is a great time for all these resolutions. 
Um, and we all make mistakes. And that's how we learn. And that's okay. You have to not beat yourself up too much about it. But you do need to make the decision to pass that on to somebody else who actually might make the bread. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I've been... Um talking about it here as well I had a, one of those air fryers and I just wasn't using it and I took it to the recycle and I walked in there and I remember seeing people you know the way they look around the electrical place uh-huh. to see can they pick up anything and I saw this man and woman I said to her do you have an air fryer and they said no I said there's a brand new one not you. and they took it you know what I mean but at least it went to them and they were going to reuse it but here's the thing you know when somebody has a real plot problem with hoarding and holding on and not letting go how do you break into the mindset and change like you've been offering us advice there as we go along talking this afternoon and previously how do you really help somebody like that do they need some people don't want to be helped i take it no and i mean like look i mean all of that there's an emotional baggage going on with all of that but uh, like a good way for people to start is also people will start with the biggest problem that they have in the house and instead i would encourage people start with an area that they're not too emotionally connected with you know so like maybe their bathroom um cupboards you know if there's you mm. know more too many toothpaste than you'll ever use or whatever it is start somewhere that you're not emotional about because you know often people will have lots of books but they love books and that's okay if they love books you can have your books but you know in trying to give for somebody who loves books trying to get rid of books is really difficult but maybe they don't care too much about what's in their their, uh, kitchen cupboards or in their bathroom cupboards. They'll start there and make small changes, just, you know, 15 minutes at a time. And then when you see the benefits of decluttering a space, it can be really positive and get you to, you know, encourage you to keep going. Another great place to start can be, let's say, in your car. Like if people are in their cars and commuting a lot, the car can really get, you know, you know, cluttered inside and, you know, clearing out your car doesn't take that long, but you'll get a huge hit from it because the ne- on Monday morning when you get into the car to go to work, you'll be like, oh gosh, it's such a nice, peaceful, decluttered space. So you need to start small and just small wins and build up your decluttering muscle almost instead of tackling the biggest, hardest part of your house first. That's a great way to ensure that you don't do it again for another year. Louise, are you listening to what Paula has to say there, please? When she mentioned the car, I started laughing. I am. <laughs> are you listening to her? Yeah, I am. I do clutch the car every Monday morning. Once I get the kids to school, they're gone. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I um, I do declutter uh, a little bit. Yes. She told me before the show, just before the show, that she's sort of a follower of yours, Paula. I don't know what that means. Explain, will you, now in the airwaves? <laughs> well, I just said I'm the opposite of Paula. She she declutters and I the I am the clutterer. <laughs> declutterer. T-H-E. Declutterer. I, I do get oh. rid of stuff. My kids' stuff. Yes. But not my you own are, stuff. You do. You do. That's true. Mm, I have to I give do. you credit. I do. I do get rid of When they move on to yes. certain, I get rid of their toys and stuff like so that. So credit where credit's due. Yeah. You know what I mean, Louise? But yeah. I needed a lamp for the sitting room before Christmas. Uh, and there was a sale on. <laughs> so <laughs> I came home with eight lamps. Paula. <laughs> Paula, help. And now I don't know where to put them. <laughs> Oh, look, and the other thing, Louise, is like, don't be afraid to return things. Like, yes. You know, like, because sometimes when you bring home stuff and then you start having buyer's remorse, like, I mean, I always make sure as much as possible that I can return things because, you know, having the discipline of actually returning, at least then, mm. you know, you can see maybe out of the eight lamps, maybe two of them are going to work. I, I, I mean, unless you're a much better shopper than I am, it's unlikely all eight lamps are, you know, that you're in love with all eight lamps. I have a suggestion. I think it was to save energy. <laughs> save I wouldn't energy. be using the big lamp, the I, big light. I, I, I want to speculate on this, Paul. I want to speculate. So Louise's family and extended family and friends, <clears throat> there'll be a lamp coming your way this year at some stage. You know, you can gift a lamp. You can gift a lamp. People love a lamp as a gift as well. You know what I mean, Louise? So why I not? I to give you yeah. for Christmas, Yeah, there, there are, <laughs> now it's right. bedside lamp, actually. If one that would suit my bedside, I'll take it off you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's the other, the other thing. Um, I've I found over the years, like, and and one thing strikes me is we had this kind of desk lamp we bought, um, oh, fifteen years ago, mm. and about a year ago, I said, right, I'm sick looking at that. Nobody's ever used it. I'm getting rid of it. So I did. And now my son is studying for his junior cert and needs a desk lamp and I'm going to have to go out and buy one. <laughs> You're trying to justify clutter. Don't, please. You're not getting away with Anytime that today. I tend That's, to get rid of something, I yeah, find you need, I, need I know, I know. And that can happen I, too. Yeah. 
Well, and also, the, you know, and I do struggle with it myself. I mean, like, I have an inner minimalist that I strive to be. And then I have my ecologist side, which is like, oh, don't waste a single thing. And those two tend to be kind of at loggerheads sometimes. But, I mean, the thing about it is, over the years, and I've decluttered a lot, and, you know, I, I try and be, um, you know, good about that. And there's very few things that I've actually, there are a couple of things that I regret. But if you hold on to everything, you just have, you know, so much stuff around you. And I think you find that it, it does weigh you down, like physically, emotionally. And there is great feeling from decluttering. You feel a lot lighter. And I mean, I tend to be the opposite to you, Louise. I mean, we have needed a bedside lamp for like about six years and I still don't have one. So I'm the other extreme, perhaps. You know, someone between the two of us is probably a balance. (laughs) Well, there you are. You're down to seven already today. Thanks to Paula Butler being on the show with us. That's (laughs) that's for sure. But look, uh, you know, it it is an issue for people. And again, there's a, I come back to that, that people like to put things out of sight, out of mind, still holding on to them as well. But I couldn't agree with you more because I do it at least once a year. I go into my wardrobe, stuff I haven't worn, stuff I want to move on. And the feeling the feeling of lightness you know what i mean as you're saying paula and there's something else to that as well there is and even like you know going to your wardrobe if it's been cleared out you know you get dressed much quicker because Mm. all your favorite clothes are only there and you know it's like less choices sometimes you know by having so much stuff to choose from that's actually a pressure in itself Mm. and sometimes having far less to choose from means you just can get dressed much easier and, you know, only having one of, of any category of thing, one that you really love and works really well, um, is far more satisfying than having a bundle of them that, that are only half, half good enough. You yes, know? yes. So I think you have to just be, you know, quite disciplined. And it's not easy, though. And I do think that for me, a big thing is the, you know, is accepting that I, you know, even as careful as I am, I still make purchasing mistakes. We all do. And, and you know, you, you will you'll buy something and it won't work for you. But the thing is, just make the decision to give it on to somebody else. It's just sitting in your house, taking up space, something that you have to dust and clean and organize. Um, and, you know, it's not giving you any value. Yes. And I think a lot of people, may, you know, they, they reorganize things and, they stay organized for a very short time because actually they just have too many things. Reorganizing is not decluttering. And we can kind of fool ourselves that we're decluttering, but we're actually really just reorganizing and not making the hard decision to really get rid of some stuff. All I have to do is when I clear out the wardrobe is not then the next week to go to <laughs> the clothes shop and, and stock up again. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I promise you, Paula, for sure. Anyway, listen, it's been... I myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been great to have you with us again today. Do follow this lady. She's fantastic. Check her out on ecoconsciousliving.ie and you will feel lighter and uh, better for clearing out that clutter. Thank you for taking our call today, Paula. Thanks, Jerry. Pleasure. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Paula Butler there from Eco-Conscious Living. Okay, can you say this word for me? It's Monday's misplaced pronunciation. I'll mention it again. It's in County Mead. Can you say this? And thank you to everybody that's coming in here as I speak who's given it a go. How do you say this word? It's a place in County Mead. G-R-E-E T-I-A-G-H. G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. How do you say it? Jerry, I'm surprised that you gave away an air fryer. They're the best things in sliced pan, says Paddy Duffy. There you are. Louise was saying the same to me and others as well. I might have to go and buy one. Buy another one out again. Oh, stop. I'll get in trouble altogether for that one. But you know me. Do the weirdest type of things. Anyway, how do you say G-R-E-E? T-I-A-G-H. Let's have a listen to some of your interpretations of that word and how you say it. Greetia. Greetia. We have more there, Louise. Go on, give them a give them a roll. Greetig? <laughs> greetig? Greetig? Greetig. Greet uh, greeting. Greetig. <laughs> what do you think, Louise? You know how it's said. They're a bit off the mark, those ones there, aren't they? They are but as they as you look at it, as you look at the word, the, the, you know what I mean? They're not far away. No, they're pronouncing it as it's kind of as spelt. it's spelt there, but it is quite different. We we mm. know it is quite different, and we have more there to come back to, which we will. G R E E T I A G H. How do you say a little place in County Mead near Bohermean? Um, the Gunners, Louise, up the Arsenal. You're delighted. Oh, what Good a win! Match. Oh, what a, it was a great game of football. 
it was a great game of football between Arsenal and Man United. It really, really was. And Arsenal won it near the very end of the match. Deserved to win it. They were the better team. But United missed Casemiro, the midfielder. He was suspended. He, he was out of yesterday's game. Have they got him? Well, who could knows? It could have been. But it was a fantastic match and a massive win for Arsenal. I still have to pinch myself. I can't say. It's only halfway through the season. You know what I mean? There's a long, long way to go. So there is. But yeah. I mean, compared to a few years ago, when oh, you're sitting there with your oh, hand, or your head in your hands yeah. every single Monday. Unbelievable. It's just, it, it's incredible. Uh, and Giving you know, out about them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at giving out, Louise. Yeah, I am. But uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's a big, big change. Anyway, what about the big news the weekend? The, 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 um, the marriages, the celebrity marriages. Mm. Mick O'Dwyer. It's never too late to find love. 86, Marion Geraldine McGurr. She's in her mid-60s. And Buzz Aldrin. Oh, there's still a Buzz and Aldrin for sure. 93. And he ma- married Dr. Anka Farr. She's 63. And his fourth marriage? Fourth marriage, I think, mm. yeah. Fourth marriage as well. There you go. Would, you be, would you be bothered? No. Would you be bothered? No. No. Don't I think don't I would. think so. I don't think so. And the name is St. Christopher. Marriage is a young person's game. If it's anybody's game, <laughs> so many people don't get married today, but it is a younger only person's game. learn how to share the remote control once. <laughs> <laughs> After that, no. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, when you get lo- used to sleeping on your own, you wouldn't be bothered again, to be honest with you. Not at all, are you mad? Well, I say a lot of married couples don't sleep in the same bed. They sleep on their own to get, you know, better sleep, better... Lots. Yeah. And... In the Independent, the Irish Independent on Saturday, there was an opinion column by one of the opinion writers, and she says it's the new thing, really. That mm. you know, couples are not they. If you have, well, if you have the room, some people don't practically in their homes. But if there is a spare bed or a spare room, a lot of couples are going to. You can't be at a good night's sleep without being kicked or thumped or snored or tossed or you <laughs> name it. You know what I'm saying? You just can't. God Almighty. Anyway, uh, there you are. Good luck to the newly married couples, Mick O'Dwyer and Geraldine McGurr and Buzz Aldrin and Anka Farr, Dr. Anka Farr. I wonder what they got for wedding presents. I have a few lamps that give. (laughs) (laughs) No, this. This. (laughs) Somebody else says to us, Jerry, who'd really want to eat poison twice? (laughs) Oh my God. Keep your comments coming to us. Uh, Ouch is right. My next guest is the new president of DKIT, who's just taken up his role recently. I'm delighted to say welcome and hello to Late Lunch on LMFM Radio to Dr. Dermot O'Callaghan. Dermot, congratulations. Thank you very much, Jerry. Absolutely delighted uh, to be here on your show this afternoon and indeed to have this opportunity to work with DKIT. You've lots of experience in the third level sector when I look at your CV at Blanchestown and more recently at the relatively new Technological University in Dublin. It even goes back further than that now, Jerry. <laughs> I, I, I have 35 years yes. of experience in higher education. I started in University College Dublin mm. back a long time ago working in the vet- veterinary faculty and now for the last 20 years or so have been in what was IT Blanchardstown and is now the Blanchardstown campus of TU Dublin, as you rightly described. So, um, yes, I've been around trying to make opportunities for the students of whatever region I'm in for quite a while. You bring great experience, I have to say, and you have so many strings to your bow. Sure, I'd take up the time of our chat if I went through them all. I was only trying to give you the more recent stuff to let them see where you've been is right. But look, you do bring vast experience uh, to this role. And uh, to tell people, your background is, your degree is in ag science and your master's and PhD is in the area of animal animal nutrition and reproductive physiology. Does that mean that that, those particular interests will... uh, receive a little more attention in DKIT? Uh, Not necessarily, but those areas, particularly the animal science uh, and veterinary nursing is very strong in DKIT. Mm. But no, that's that's gone back a long way in my career and was just how I got established in uh, academic, academic life. I do use 
some of that experience on a practical level uh, at home at weekends, but other than that, uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have. I live very close to Grisha, Jerry, by yeah. the way. Did I, did I pronounce Grisha right? Uh, you're, what do you think, Louise? Near, close. Uh, we think a little close, yeah. Louise, give me your, you're nearly there, but... Uh, nearly there. Yeah, we, we'll give you credit. You're, you're almost there. You're, you're, you'll have it very shortly and you'll be one of the locals for sure within uh, no go. time at all. But look at it, we're going to come back to that. Thank you for, for taking notice of that, I have to say, on the show today. For, for you, though, coming to Dundalk, it's uh, a, a marvellous campus down there. It's expanded greatly in recent years and its reputation is so strong. When you talk about your time in uh, Blanche and, you know, that becoming part of TU Dublin, is that the aim for DKIT to be a, ultimately a technological university? Well, I think it is one of the aims of DKIT, Jerry. If 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 you look at this campus uh, in DKIT here, it's here for over 50 years. And if you look at how uh, the needs of the region have changed over that 50 years, back from a, an RTC, Regional Technical College, through an Institute of Technology, and the needs of the region have changed over that time. At the moment in DKIT, we have a, a broad range of programs um, right up, through to PhD level, but a large number of them at level eight um, honours degree level programmes. So those programmes would have come in to DKIT over a number of years, and we always need to be moving forward with the times uh, to keep ourselves current. And so that will be my uh, focus, if you like, for the next few years here, is to make sure that the needs of the region, the needs of the industry of this region, the needs of the people of this region uh, are continu- continue to be maintained from this campus here in Dundalk. It is a fantastic uh, facility. Uh, there are great staff on this campus, and uh, it's a resource that has to be cherished and looked after. Uh, it won't look after itself. Of course, of course. And you are leading from the front now. With your experience elsewhere and all the years you have under your belt at at this level, is it a competitive business? You know, because there are many third-level institutions well within our range here in the northeast. Is that an aspect of it, that there's competition there from elsewhere? Well, there's, there's always competition in every business. Uh, the competition even has changed. So in my last life, I was in a business where there were competing universities all around you. Mm. Uh, here, Dundalk has some great strengths in its geographic location. It is strategically located between Dublin and Belfast. Uh, it has a broad catchment area and um, has competition like everyone else has competition. Uh, further education is another example of a, a part of our educational opportunities mm. that has changed over time, and we need to work together with further education to, to meet the needs of the region. So it's not so much other universities as yes. such, uh, but th- that we stay current for the needs of the people of this region. Mm. And, and that, it, that does allow require you to change and move with the times as you go. Yes, and as you, you know well, like uh, there's... A lot of uh, development going on in the in the overall region, Louthan Mead, and lots of uh, new homes being constructed as well, and more people to come and, and live in the area, which, of course, is good for DKIT. What about the international aspect? We know that, you know, with COVID, that was a, a difficult time because a lot of students came, especially from the far east to Dundalk. Yeah. Where does that sit today? Well, international in DKIT has been strong for many years. Uh, like every other higher education institution in the world, it would have taken uh, a bashing through the, the, the acute periods of COVID. Uh, our international students are uh, recovering well and uh, coming back to Dundalk. Dundalk has some great advantages over living in, in the Dublin region as an international student, for example, uh, that you, you don't get lost as easy. There's uh, accommodation issues are not as, as extreme and its its location between Belfast and Dublin makes that a, a very accessible opportunity for students. So again, they're looking primarily at level eight honours degree programmes, and there is a broad range of them uh, available on this campus. So when when you come into a new um, educational facility like Dundalk, and you bring your your experience with you and all you've learned elsewhere and that type of stuff. What's it like going in as as the 
president you know as i said top of the pile how have you found it there you know is that is that even for you at all your experience a challenge Oh, it is. It is. And the, the biggest challenge is also the biggest resource we have here in DKIT insofar as um, getting to meet and know the staff. Mm. There's a large number of staff here and um, to get to know and meet those. So I'm working hard to do that at the moment. The staff on this campus are the single biggest resource that any um, uh, employer has. And uh, that's no different here. There are fantastic staff on this campus, highly committed, and many of them living locally. So uh, hugely important uh, for them that this uh, college thrives and develops. So for me, coming in from the outside, Jerry, it's it's just a bit of time to get to know the staff, that you're, you're mm-hmm. meeting hundreds of new people. Now, I would have met some of them over the years uh, in terms of work that would have been done uh, within higher education across the country. I would have known many of the, several of the staff here. Mm. But uh, to get a chance to meet meet, meet, meet the, the staff of the college is probably the, the short-term biggest challenge that a new person has coming in. You need to have a great uh, capacity for memorising names and people's faces. I wouldn't like your job. I'd be lost, I have to say, if it well, even it came to that. that. It takes time, it but, uh, you, you know, and yeah. over time, um, you, will. Uh, you do get to know the people. Yes, you, you will indeed. Um, education as such in Ireland, you know, it's played such a role in the development of the country and its people. And, you know, we're regarded as a hotbed for many of the multinational companies yeah. who come here and, and set up in Ireland. That's a, we've set a high standard. We have, but we have also delivered on that, Yes, uh, uh, Jerry. And if you were to talk to the IDA, they would say that they have no chance of bringing in uh, multinational industries into a region without a strong uh, third-level college in the region mm. uh, to maintain the workforce, to give them enough a choice for people and to uh, create a sustainable employment opportunity over time. So again, Dundalk is, is, is strategically located in that way and uh, the, the Dundalk campus here is absolutely critical to the entire economic development of this region. That I'm very aware of and it is something that we, 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 we need to protect at all costs as we move forward. Um, but it, it is part of the entire socio-economic development of this region. Is a higher education institution, place for people to live, places for people to work. Mm. So it's to make it a, a package that makes Dundalk pleasant for everybody is underneath what I'm trying to achieve here. Where are you from originally? You mentioned that little place in Meath. We're sorting out uh, the name. Yeah, well, I live, I live very close to that. I've, yeah. I've lived in, I lived in Meath for the last twenty-five years. Okay. So I'm, just a, I'm just a blow into Meath at that rate. But I, I was, I was, I was actually born in Limerick and reared in Waterford, so I'd be down south. Yes. Um, but lived in Meath longer than I've lived anywhere else. So I'm well used to the Meath loud road. Yes. <laughs> like ourselves here, <laughs> you know, where uh, you straddle both, of course, and both are equally as important. And of course, I mentioned it's a huge catchment area as well for DKIT. Well, look, we just wanted to have a wee chat with you today to introduce you on our airwaves here on LMFM Radio as uh, the new president. We wish you all the very best. We've always had close links with the college from the radio station here, and I'm sure that will continue um, under your watch too. Very keen that it would continue Jerry and thank you very much for the opportunity to 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 say hello to your listeners. Uh. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today. Not at all. We'll be talking to you in due course. Dr. Dermot O'Callaghan, new president of DKIT. Thank you for joining me today and again, best wishes. Thank you. Take care now. Bye-bye. Yesterday, today and tomorrow at the RDS, the Showcase is happening. Showcase Ireland 2023. Over 300 exhibitors. And to open the event yesterday, uh, the awards took place. And I'm going to tell you, I'm just delighted for this guy. He has won the Best Overall Product Award at this year's uh, exhibition. And he was with me on late lunch before Christmas. He's an absolutely lovely man. Tom King, congratulations to you. Oh, thank you so much, Jerry. I'm absolutely thrilled. I still can't believe it's actually happened. I still have to pinch myself, so to speak. So, yes, extraordinary. No other word for it, Jerry. Oh, and Gubba is the business near Bohermine <laughs> in County Meath. And the day he came in all dressed in his attire, I told you on that day, do you remember me saying to you that I never saw anything like that St. Bridget's Cross? And you know what? The same is being said here, Jerry. I was absolutely blessed to uh, to be given an opportunity by the the Mead Local Showcase. So I was very happy to get an opportunity to come as part of a six team a six team uh, outfit there representing the Royal County, representing Mead, showcasing our product and our wares. And I was quite happy to set up, you know, to do an honest account of preparations, to set up the stall. You know, to enjoy setting up, to enjoy the conversations and the networking and, you know, certainly seeking the opportunities, but certainly happy to walk away Tuesday evening all wrapped up thinking, what a great experience. Take that on board. See how it goes there regarding how the year trundles on. And we look forward to next year. And what, what has happened yesterday has just blown us all out of expectations. And I've never expected it in a million years. And it was so funny because... The awards was uh, was issued yesterday at four o'clock there, where the nine categories or so, or eight or nine categories was allocated to different awards for the respective uh, contenders, mm. and then it kind of wound down to the and now the overall winner. And I was thinking, well, all my cards are kind of you know spent now. I have to hold on to my ace card. And the lady started talking about say she was using you know ancestral and you know cultural and the you know the Boyne Valley and of course the word cross and the word blacksmith <laughs> entered the conversation and entered the sentence. And of course straight away the beacon flashed. We got it. We banked it. And she announced it then. <sighs> the, the overall winner on Gobbles Ironworks and Experience, Tom King. So I'm absolutely thrilled. And it's it's just been phenomenal. The phone the, the phone has been absolutely you know hopping all evening, all morning. I've got a two-hour session to tidy this up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, it, I say it again. It couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. And I want to come back to this. Scene. It's for this beautiful St. Bridget's Cross that you have right. produced. And, you know, it's so timely. I said it to you late last year with the new bank holiday, the festival yeah. and all the focus on it. Tom, you're going, never going to get out of that <sighs> place of work now making these. Well, do you know what? I mean, there was a strategy, uh, you know, thought of, so to speak, because, again, when you think of the history of the state, we now are celebrating a national holiday in honour of St. Bridget. And that's a monumental milestone. Long it has, has it been campaign, campaigned to get this day, it's long overdue, and now we have it. So now everybody's in celebratory mode, everybody's looking forward to it. And I remember having a chat with Anthony Murphy, and certainly the feedback with our friends on the Mythical Island community page on Facebook, it was always very encouraging when I started making the first crosses. There was a phenomenal response to that. Mm. And, you know, I, I kept making, I developed two crosses, as a large one and a small one. And I got, you know, the application, you know, filled out. And I, you know, I sent it in in time. And you know what? We just gave it every blessing as it went on its way. And last week, I got a lovely communication from the showcase team saying that, congratulations, you've made the shortlist for the Edit Suite, which is a very select few handcrafted items there available for display inside the, the main doors as you enter the show. So that's the first milestone. So at least you're a contender and the excitement is starting to build. Mm. Now, yesterday, two o'clock came and a lady approached me and says, just a heads up, please be down at the awards for four o'clock and uh, we'll take it from there. Of course, I'm in my attire here uh, with my tunic and my wool throw, 
you know, enjoying the whole occasion again, presenting myself as a, a living, uh, you know, historical figure, shall we say, representing the Boyne Valley, representing the ancestral past, you know, and we have a significant history and we're showcasing it here. And it's not just the St. Bridget's Cross, so to speak. Yeah. We're showing what the Boyne Valley and what we have to offer as an experience with all our, our great crafters and our, our, our artisans within that, within that, uh, within the county. And again, to walk up on stage there, to accept that award and to say a word of thanks and give, you know, and and the Mythical Island community a sincere thanks for the encouragement to get us this far because every one of them is so supportive and I really appreciate that including others Ah listen it's great to catch you today I'm going to let you away and say again Tom King on Gubba Ironworks and Experience <laughs> Best in Show 2023 at the Showcase Awards as, as I said to you you are going to be a busy man on the back of this thank you for joining me we'll talk again soon please God Most of kind thanks very much Jerry, for the opportunity take Not care. at all take care bye 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 bye. What excitement. Can't you just feel it from him? And look, I ain't surprised. That is a work of art that Bridget's Cross he makes. It really is. And there'll be demand for this. Is put him up now to a completely different level. The focus on this now. He is going to be working night, noon, and morning for sure. Anyway, Tom King on Goba Ironworks is actually from Bohermeen. And the word we're looking for you to say today of the place near. Bohermine is spelled G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. Let's have a listen to another one or two of your attempts to pronounce that word. Hiya, Jerry. Um, I'm just wondering, is it Geetig? Um, that's my taking on it. Okay. Mm. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you too, whoever you are. Have we another one there, Louise? We're going to have a listen to Let's go. Greetia. Greetiach. Mm. Greetiach. You know, flirting round it. Have you another one? One more? Yeah, let's have a Greta. Greta. G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. Now, we have to say, Louise, we're amazed because we haven't played you the right pronunciation. But there's a raft of people on voices have got it right, isn't there? Gobsmacked. We're so amazed. Manny got it right. Yeah, no, there's, it's not easy when you read it there. That when you, you say it as you read it. What my word. And we're going to come back and play the right ones very shortly. We have the pronunciation and we have somebody as well standing by from the place to definitively tell us how you pronounce G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. Yes, it's your Monday misplaced pronunciation. Brahada classical music. It's just fantastic, I have to say. I'm a big fan and Pauline Ashwood, a wonderful woman who drives it along year after year. Well, before the pandemic, there was a wonderful weekend uh, curated back then by our own international star mezzo-soprano Tara Erhardt and of course with Covid intervening there were plans to run it each year but it's back this coming weekend at St Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda from Thursday this Thursday the 26th to Sunday the 29th of January and again it is to be curated as I said by Tara Erhardt who is on the line hello Tara Good afternoon how are you? I'm really good Tara and thank you so much for joining me on the show today I have to start by offering our sincere sympathy to yourself, your mom, uh, and your all of your family on the passing of your lovely dad, Joe. Thank you very much. Yeah, two weeks ago today. God bless him. God Almighty, it must have come as an awful shock to you, Tara. Oh, uh, sure. Listen, you would never ever expect such a thing to happen. You know, we all read about people losing people from their family, but you never think it's going to be you yourself, you know? Yes. And of course, yeah. you were committed to this weekend, this coming weekend in uh, Drogheda, the Drogheda Classical Music, celebrating the voice. It, it must be difficult, you know, to pick yourself up so quickly and get going again. It is. I have to say, so poor Joe had been in the hospital for months and months, and I actually... <laughs> curated a lot of it from his bedside so he yeah. walked through most of it with me right. uh, as did my mother god bless them um, and i would check everything you know does this make sense and is this a good email and what do you think of this format and um, so they were quite invested as they have always been in the singing from yes. the start you know and mm. um, so i certainly couldn't have let it go also i have to say this weekend is a lot bigger than just me um, and it's important it's really important not just for vocal health and for the young singers, but especially because so many people missed out on so much during COVID. 
that it would just have been wrong to have taken away this opportunity from these younger singers. I, I couldn't have done it. And I'm and I'm very happy to do it. Yes. Well done to you. And of course, your dad, as you mentioned there, part of it in uh, all the preparation, etc. And of course, he'll be with you all the way this weekend. And uh, well done to you. It's a big, big weekend celebrating The Voice. God, little did we think, uh, Tara, when you did the first one that was so successful <laughs> that this thing called COVID would intervene. I know, absolutely shocking. And you know, I mean, for me, for example, I lost huge amounts of work. Um, I was in New York at the time COVID started. I was just about to open as Cinderella at the Metropolitan Opera and they closed everything down on opening night. So, I mean, for me, that was obviously a huge shock and I lost all the work for the following 18 months. However, for the singers coming behind me, the next generation of singers who were finishing their studies and starting to graduate, they lost really crucial opportunities um, they had absolutely no public interaction, so no performance experiences. They lost all the auditions, you know, for the next step in their careers. They lost huge amounts of really formative chances. And so when I sat with Pauline, we decided we had to do as much as possible to try and give them that back. Um, but also offer them opportunities to sing for some really important people in the industry. So in, you know, true loud lady fashion, Mm. um, we pushed ourselves and pushed our contacts and made sure that we were bringing people from the very top of the industry so that these young singers not only could sing for them, but that the public that come and that the singers that come to hear the talks, that they're hearing the information from industry experts that are working in the very best theatres and are explaining to them all of the employment opportunities both at home, abroad, on different continents, so is that we're able to show them the opportunities that are out there waiting for them and that they didn't miss during COVID. You know, they were able to give them those opportunities back again. Isn't it fantastic to think that these people are coming to County Loud, the people you've gathered (laughs) around you, the the elite and experts to uh, offer their life experience and knowledge, and as well, the singers who are coming here to make this weekend happen. It's fantastic because it's it's County Loud, Tara. It's it's not Dublin, you know. And why wouldn't they come? Sure, (laughs) we have the greatest county in the country. Um, The interesting thing is, you know, I didn't have to twist anybody's arm. Everybody said yes straight away. Irish hospitality is obviously very well renowned. Drogheda has incredible infrastructure. And when you have somebody as passionate as Pauline Ashwood, she can make absolutely anything work. So this time, for example, I said to Pauline, you know, my big dream would actually be to have not one, but two pianos. Mm. (laughs) And Pauline didn't blink, but said, yes, I'll organise that. And then I came back to her and said, and if we had another room so that we could take even more singers and, you know, spread the joy. Again, she didn't blink, but said, yes, I shall provide. And she has done because she has the support of the Arts Council and Louth County Council. And the fact that we're able to offer such opportunities in our locality, it makes you very proud to also invite people then to come and see what we have to offer here, you know, Mm. because we're producing the singers. Why not support them? And the area's been covered for these singers. Uh, you know, things are very important. I spoke to you about this before your voice many years ago when we met first. Vocal health, yeah. the, the the business of being a performer, you know, the actual business of Absolutely. managing your business, uh, you know, and, and, you know, those two things alone, you know, they're, they're huge aspects, aren't they, of what you people do? Absolutely. And not just for singers, but for anybody that uses their voice, for personal trainers, for public speakers, for teachers. Come and learn how to care for the muscles. Come and learn how to make sure that your voice lasts your entire career. When it comes to the business of singing, that's also the business of music. So that, again, is open to anybody, actors, musicians, singers. I think one of the really important things that we're offering that really isn't offered is tax for artists. Mm. This is something I'm still in learning. So I'm very happy to introduce this new set of talks from Gabby Smith. Um, You know, everything from VAT to pensions, how to be self-employed, A1 forms for working abroad, things that you don't have time to learn when you're at college. And that's not putting any of the colleges at fault. As a singer, when you start college, it's really important that you focus all of your energy on learning a vocal technique because that is the foundation for the house you're going to build that will be your career. And without a foundation, you can't build a good house. So that's absolutely vital that that's what they focus on. These business tools we're teaching are things that will really help them form a career and and progress. But I think 
you know, it's it's interesting, not just for singers. And if people don't have time to come for the whole weekend, that's OK. Drop in and come to any session because there's something to be learned really at every corner. So whether you're a professional singer, if you're, say, for example, a member of your local choir, you use your voice, as you say, through your work, uh, all that type of thing, you're welcome to come. You're looking, you're saying it's uh, open to that type of person to come along this weekend. Absolutely. I would also say to anybody that has a child that's interested in music, um, somebody who's already at secondary school, for example, if they'd like to come and just see what the employment opportunities would be. Mm. We have two speakers. We have Andreas Massow, who is has been a big casting director at the Bavarian State Opera, the Opera House in Zurich and Opera Frankfurt, who's going to explain about the full-time pensionable, health-insured employment opportunities there are in the German-speaking countries. And then we have Jonathan Friend, who's the casting director at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. And he's going to speak about the English-speaking system, so uh, England and, and the US, about the employment opportunities there and how how the two kind of different ways of work happen. But I think it's interesting for people to see that it's not just all soloist work, that there are full time employment opportunities, which you don't hear much about in the arts, but they are there. And I think that's also interesting, you know. Yes. And to tell listeners in general, if you if you if if you're not in the business, but you've enjoyed the Drahada Classical or never been, there are two wonderful concerts on the Saturday night and Sunday night this coming weekend at 7.30 each evening but you can go along it all starts at 7 o'clock with the pre-concert talk which is fantastic I've been there for them myself but just to I want to let listeners know if you want to uh, take part in any of these workshops from Thursday on or uh, go along to the concerts you can book tickets online drawhadaclassicalmusic.com or uh, at the Drihid Arts Centre, drihid.com, and you can look their phone up, number up as well, Drihid, the Drihid Arts Centre. There's tickets available there. It's, uh, the concerts are €20 Euro each, 18 concession, or a whole weekend ticket that covers off everything is just €60. Euro. You're, you must be excited about this. There's such a, a depth to it and breadth as well, Tara. I am. I mean, it certainly wasn't there when I was studying. These mm. are all people, the experts I have coming are all people that are either on my team or people who have employed me. Um, so they're people I trust and whose knowledge I know is really valid and up to date. Um, and I'm happy to share that information. You know, information kept yourself is useless. But the more we help each other and lift each other up, the better it is for Irish singers in general and for the legacy. Um, I think what's really important to also say is one of the main reasons for doing the whole thing in Drogheda is that I know the public there. Um, I know how warm they are and how open they are. And so for me, it's really nice to be able to say to the young singers that are going to be singing in the two concerts, this is a brilliant public that want to support you and want to lift you up. Um, and that's a credit to the people I've drawn it, really. Oh, look, it's a, a fabulous weekend in store, starting this Thursday at 10am in the morning with a song masterclass and running right through until Sunday evening with the gala concert at half past seven. And as I said, again, more information is available on com or from the Drihid Art Centre. That's com, And you can call them there in 41 I wish you well with the weekend. It is special, it's unique, and it's not in Dublin. It's in <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, good luck to you with everything. I'll probably see you, hopefully, myself over the weekend. Thank you so much for taking time to join us today, Tara. Thanks a million for having me. Not at all. Good to talk to you. That is uh, uh, the brilliant and one of our most brilliant Irish and international mezzo-sopranos, Tara Erort, and she's in Drogheda this weekend. Let's have a wee listen to the lady herself because here she is singing Non Ve Donna from the Italian opera Falstaff at the Kennedy Centre in Washington.
Blondie and One Way or Another on your late lunch this Monday afternoon. And one way or another, we're going to hear now how to pronounce G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. It's a little place near Bohemian in County Mead. And you have been voicing us in your pronunciations of G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H. Let's have a listen to a few more, Louise. We have plenty of right ones. Let's have a listen to it. Greeka. Greeka. Uh, I I think we're nearly on the money now. And we have quite a number of people who came in and said, Greeka. Is that right, Geraldine McHugh? Yes, that's right. It's Greeka. It's Greeka. And Geraldine, you are the uh, owner, is it, of McHugh's pub in Greeka? I'm one of the owners, yes. I'm married to Kevin. Ah, oh, good. Up here in Greeka. Good on you. And Louise tells me, you, ye, ye, that's the headquarters of the place there. You are right in the heart of Greeka, is that right? We are, yeah. We're right in the heart of Greeka. <laughs> Small little place, isn't it, at a crossroads? Yeah, it's a lovely little place. Just a few miles outside now, but not a crossroads dress. Yeah. You know? 15 or 16 houses here, but it's a street, really. Yeah, but your place is the hub, I believe, of the community there. How long have you been involved with the pub yourself? Myself. I'm married to Kevin for the last 20 years, but the McHughes are here since the late 60s. There you go. Up here, yeah, for over 100 years. Wow. And when you yeah. came in and you married in, when you saw G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H, what did you think? Did you ever think it was Greeka? Well, I never thought I'd be living here this <laughs> <started>, but yeah. <laughs> it's unusual. You know when people, obviously you get a lot of people, you have a lot of locals there who know how to pronounce it, and we've got loads mm-hmm. of them in right today. But you know when people come and they look at the name, do they, do they ask that question, how does G-R-E-E-T-I-A-G-H become Greeka? They do, and I don't have the answer to it. But <laughs> all I know is in English it means the place where cattle graze together, but in the pub it's where the people drink together. Ah, there you go. So that's the meaning of it, the place where cattle drink together or eat together. That's is, it. Yeah. yeah. That's the English meaning of Greeka. No. There you go. So it's uh, it's one that caught our attention for sure when, you know, Louise said to me, look at this one. You'll never get the pronunciation. And I wouldn't have either. I wouldn't have known myself, I have to say, yeah. that, that it is Maybe Greek. Maybe the spelling they'd get wrong. So you yes. the post is the post, but G-R-E-K-A. Right. So you often see posts like that with the K-A, yes. Greeka. It still gets to stuff with a lovely postman. Oh, of course. Yeah. Listen, what would we ever do without them, yeah. Geraldine, if we hadn't got them at all? Anyway, I must pay your visit over there sometime. Our Louise says it's a fine yeah. spot. Yes, it's a lovely spot and we have great Guinness, so you're welcome anytime. <laughs> Listen, Geraldine, you're a real sport. Thank you for joining us today on the show. And thanks for having us. Bye Not bye. at all. Take care now. Okay. Bye-bye. That's me, Geraldine McHugh from McHugh's in the heart of Greeka, Louise. Greeka. And, you know, well done to everybody who got it right. And there were quite a number. We just played a few of them there for you Huge today. Number. Yeah, it, it, it was, amazing yeah. the amount of people who knew the, the, the pronunciation of it. Anyway, misplanunci... <laughs> even I can't say it. <laughs> Misplanunciations on Late Lunch. We're going to continue uh, each Monday for the foreseeable future and we'll have another one for you next week to see can you get it, can you uh, get the pronunciation proper. And there's quite a number, we've looked at it, haven't we? Quite a number of places across Louth and Mead that you'd never get the pronunciation no, from very the hard. Name. It's yeah. difficult, so it is. It really is difficult. Anyway, Greeka it is in County Mead near Bo- Bohermine. Bohermine or Bohermine? Bohermine. I think the locals say Bohermine. Am I saying it right? Bohermine. I'm pronouncing the Boher too much, am I? I should say Bohermine. Bohermine. (laughs) Bohermine. Born to my mother anyway. Born yeah, me. I see. Okay. There's another one as well. We could get into the twos and fro's of. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's. The number five from this week in January 2006. And when I tell you this song was the second winner of the X Factor series, which is No More. And the song was released as the winner's single on the 21st of December 2005, just four days before Christmas Day. And it became the Christmas number one because it sold over 300,000 copies in its first 
two days and went on to sell in excess of 600,000 copies, making it a platinum disc. Yes, it's a song I remember well because it's an original song and um, the only X Factor winner ever to release an original song was this man. All the others have been cover versions and it stayed in the UK charts for a number of weeks and top of the charts for four weeks in a row. It was number one, but on this week, in 2006, January, it had dropped down to number five. I love it. It is Mr. Shane Ward, and that's my goal. Mr. Shane Ward, number five on our top five countdown from this week in January 2006. And we'll continue our countdown with the number four tomorrow on Tuesday afternoon. I simply love that song. It was the year Drogheda won the FAI Cup. And that was our song when we won the Cup for the first time and only time. And it's a very special memory for me, I have to say. Pre-loved confirmation and communion wear happening in Ashburn at a pop-up shop early in the month of February. Quiva Gore is on to tell me more. Hello, Quiva. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. So we spoke last year. Let's just go back to then and context this pop-up shop. What happened from then till now? So from then until now, we were able to secure a location um, with Ashburn High Street in one of the free retail units that they've had for the weekend of the 4th and 5th of February. Um, so we'll have all the dresses and suits that have been donated um, available to the public on those uh, dates. So we're really excited. And last year when you were on here looking for, you know, donations and that, have you been gathering since or has this just happened in more recent times? No, no, we've been gathering since. Okay. It's been kind of all over the last few months. Yeah. And even this week, uh, there's been more dresses and suits uh, still being donated. Um, So we have about, I think, 30 to 35 communion dresses and the same again in suits. And that like includes shoes, veils, you know, mm. cardigans, the whole lot. Yes. It's, it's been amazing. The works. And you'll take more if you get them, will you? Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Because the more that we can get, the more families that we can hopefully um, or potentially help, you know. So definitely yeah. taking taking them all on. And this is a big expense. And as I said just before the break, lots of children get these outfits, wear them once, they're dry cleaned and everything put away and they never see the light of day again. And it's a shame really because they can be just magnificent on uh, children, other children who definitely uh, will look beautiful in these dresses and suits as well. Um, So uh, you're talking about communion and confirmation, is it both? It is both. Now, we haven't had as much, I suppose, as an uptake on the confirmation donations because it can be very, um, you know, it's not the white dress. Yes, I see. Yes, yes. So, but we have, we have, um, 
we have a couple, about 10 um, commun- or sorry, confirmation yes. outfits for boys and girls all together. So there's still stuff there, but it predominantly has been the communion. Communion, yeah, communicants we're talking about here. You're associated with St. Declan School, so it's two days, Saturday and Sunday. So I, I believe it's only open to families in the school, is it, on the Saturday? On the Saturday, yes, and then um, on the Sunday it's open then to the rest of the public. But people can make... Um, you know, even if they get in touch with us, with St. Declan's Parents Association, we're able to take in um, private bookings as well. So if you can't make it between the times that uh, the pop-up shop is open, we can arrange uh, other times over that weekend for people. OK. And I'm sure there are people listening today all over the place who have outfits and say, God almighty, there's maybe something that we could uh, donate to and they'd be put to productive use. What's the best way to get in contact with you? Um, well, they can email us um, or get in touch with us through our Facebook page, which is at St. Declan's PA. And our email address is St. Declan's PA 77 at gmail.com. OK, that's St. Declan's PA 77 at gmail.com. So when you get the outfits and that, they're all I'm taking, cracking condition, almost new, sure, barely used, etc. What's the idea in the pop-up shop? Do families, is there a price on these or how does it work practically when you open up? Yeah, so no, there's, there's no prices on okay. them at all. So people are free to come in and pick up the dress, try them on. If they suit it and they want it, they can uh, leave with the dress. We will have, because we're doing it through the uh, Parents Association, we will have a donations welcome box, but it's not going to be mandatory for anybody um, to leave anything. So they are um, completely free of charge to take home with them. That's terrific. It's uh, wonderful to hear that this is happening because it will be such a, a help to so many families a, yeah. as well. Um, Hopefully. You, you, you will indeed, of course. And, you know, it goes without saying, times are tough across the board. Yeah. And, and like, we're all coming into this, you know, everyone's hearing about, the, you know, the circular economy and mm. uh, reusing. So And, like, as you said earlier, I mean, these dresses look fabulous. Mm. These suits are incredible. And they look really good on a hanger in your wardrobe, but they're going to look so much better out in the light of day where a child gets to get, you know, use out of them. So. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame with all those occasions where they're only worn once and they never yeah. happen again. And what is the point, I often say, you know what I mean, of just putting them away and leaving them there year on year. Let some other child, you know, have aware of them and make their day extra special. So it's St. Exactly. Declan's PA77 at gmail.com. And you give me, what's your uh, online presence? Is it Facebook, you said? Yeah, so it's at St. Declan's PA. So that's just ST. Yeah, and you'll find that uh, on uh, Facebook there. I'd encourage everybody to have a look this evening in the wardrobes or wherever. There's any uh, communion clothes, especially there. Do dig them out and donate them and put them to good use. And that unit will be open on Ashbourne High Street on the 4th and 5th of February from 11 to 4, uh, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. for the schools in Declan's on the 4th, but open to all on the 5th of February. And you can arrange viewings, as we heard there from Quiva, if you want, outside of those times. I wish you well with it. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. Kiva Gore there in Ashbourne, rounding off late lunch this Monday afternoon. On tomorrow's show, we have an expert on vampires. No more homework. We have a man that agrees with the president and teaching your children how to sew or two on Tuesday and more besides. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with the drive here on LMFM Radio. But we leave you today. I'm going to see him in March with Ava. It's Mr. George Ezra and Green Green Grass. See you Tuesday, 1.30. She said, green, green girls, blue, blue sky. You better throw party on the day that I die. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.